Our scripture today comes from the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verses 16 through 24. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit, do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good, reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. We have a bit of a shorter message this morning because you've already heard some amazing truth. Um, but I do want to uh, encourage us uh, with uh, a few words this morning. Um, it's, uh, you know, uh, if any of you were here as well to see Annie this morning, you know, some of you were here. I'm only here because of the, of the donkey, the live donkey. Sorry that she didn't make uh, a showing, but maybe she'll be here next year. She was here last year. But, uh, you know, we don't want you to become complacent or to assume so uh, she's not here this morning but uh, maybe she'll be back next year there's um, something about the noise and the bustle uh, of the Christmas season uh, especially as we've seen this morning when there are children involved uh, that hum of excitement that murmur of anticipation uh, you know as they're kind of looking ahead over the next week or two thinking who will I see where will I go what will I get, right? That's probably the, the, the number one question on their minds. Let's not fool ourselves. You know, they're in it to grab as much as they can as we were when we were kids. But, you know, all those noises, that hum of anticipation, you know, the clink of the silverware as, as well, the theme song of maybe Christmas vacation. It's like, you know, you, you, you hear those you know, the jingle at the beginning of that theme and you're like, oh yeah, this is good. Or maybe it's Home Alone. Maybe that's more your, your style. Um, but the season of Christmas uh, has a special sound. It has a special noise. And this morning we have indeed uh, added to that incredible soundtrack. Uh, and that's what we've been looking at over this, uh, over this Advent season is the noises of the season, the noise of the season. Our theme has been make some noise and we started, uh, if you remember, a couple of weeks ago in Mark 13, focusing on the noise or the sound of Jesus returning of his second coming. And of course, as we look at Advent, it's about his first coming, but it's also a chance for us to prime our hearts for his second coming. Um, and we learned in that first week that we need to stay awake uh, because we don't know when he will be coming back. Will it be sooner? Will it be later? Will it be now? Will it be in, in a minute? As we say in Wales, now in a minute. And then week two, we uh, took a journey last week we took a journey into the wilderness where we can finally hear the sound of the spiritual, the noise of the eternal and, and the voice of God himself. We heard this cry, prepare the way of the Lord. And it's as we allow ourselves to get a bit of distance from the sounds of the malls and the sounds of the Hallmark movies that we can actually hear the noises that herald the coming of the Almighty. So this morning, we're again 
you know, jumping a little bit around in the Bible, and we're landing in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. If you remember, we were here in 1 Thessalonians 5 a couple of weeks um, in mid-November, so if you want to hear more about the context of this amazing letter, then you can listen to some of those teachings. But this morning, what we're doing is we're leaving this grand narrative of the Christmas story and Christ's return, and instead we're replacing it with a few rather punchy statements that we'll have on the screen there so that you can read. And these uh, verses, I would say that if they were a Christmas noise, if these verses were a Christmas noise, they would be the noise of a Christmas cracker. Short, sharp, and straight to the point. So you have rejoice always, pop. You have pray continually, pop. You have give thanks in all circumstances, pop. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. These three uh, verses are, are, are actually part of a larger passage that Stacy read to us this morning. But for this morning, we're just going to uh, limit ourselves to these three things. So let's look at that first one. Pray continually. Okay, why aren't we starting with rejoice always? Well, there's a reason, because I believe that if you get the second command right and the third command right, then the first command kind of takes care of itself. If we practice praying continually, if we practice giving thanks in all circumstances, then the rejoice always sort of comes naturally. Another way to put it is this. Joy is the natural outcome of a life of regularly practiced prayer and gratitude. I'll say that again. Joy is the natural outcome of a life of regularly practiced prayer and gratitude. Or if you're a maths aficionado, then here's the equation. Joy equals prayer plus gratitude. So let's start with pray continually. This is up there with some of the uh, shortest verses in the Bible. We all know, what's the shortest verse in the Bible? Jesus Jesus wept. We all know Jesus wept. This is a contender along with that. And it's, it's great because just like Jesus wept, didn't take you long to memorize that. It won't take you long to memorize this either. Pray continually. Pray without ceasing. Pray all the time. Never stop praying. In other words, always keep a line of communication open between you and God. Don't shut him out. Don't shut him off. Don't shut him down. Don't shut him up. Always keep a line of communication open between you and Jesus. And Advent is a great time for us to practice this, actually, because there are going to be multiple times, I guarantee you, over the next couple of weeks where you are overwhelmed. Last week, we were given one tool to manage overwhelm, and that's to get out into the wilderness to practice solitude and silence. And so I actually did this on Friday. It wasn't really the wilderness. It was actually uh, the dog park in Manatic. Um, but as I was there in the dog park, my soul resonated that I needed those trees. I needed that sky. I needed that river that was just starting to freeze over. I needed the outdoors. I needed the fresh air. I needed nature. So maybe as you're wearing grooves in your house going from one room to another and as you're wearing grooves in your mind going from one unresolved problem to another you're going to need to allow your your brain the chance to get off the conveyor belt and to get some rest 
And praying continually is a good way to do this because when you, when you practice this, you're not having to manage the overwhelm yourself. Instead, you're inviting God into it. And if it's true that a problem shared is a problem halved, imagine sharing a problem with Almighty God. I wonder what that does to the equation of that. But some of us are so used to operating at a frantic, frenetic pace that we can't imagine slowing ourselves down enough to let God in. And that's why praying continually is so key. Because as we habitually release our problems to God and receive in, in, in place his peace, we actually start to slow down. Our pulse slows down. Our heart rate slows down. Our minds slow down. Now, I mentioned this last week, but if you are feeling anxious or stressed, then I encourage you again to, to download the free pause app on your smartphone and you will be taken on a guided meditation that will help you achieve this. So I'm on day 17 of 30 days to resilient and it is spectacular. It's all on this free app. The app is called Pause and I'm on day 17. And this week on Thursday, um, so I'll show you why I need this app. On Thursday, uh, sorry, on Tuesday, I drove into the Bangladeshi High Commission in Ottawa to apply for a visitor visa for my missions trip coming up in January. Uh, on the way back, I swung by the mall. Uh, yeah, to pick up some things. I came back and by the time I'd come back, I'd already mapped out Wednesday and Thursday that I had to create an order of service for Sunday, that I had to pick up Ariana from school, that I had to troubleshoot some of the budget stuff with Stacy and with Jeff. I had to plan youth for Wednesday. I had to write a sermon for Sunday. It was all swirling around in my brain. And so I texted Stacy to let her know that we would be hitting the ground running on Wednesday. But when she came in, instead of launching into the frenetic, frantic pace that I wanted, we instead did a 10-minute pause together, a guided prayer and meditation, and it was absolute gold. It literally changed everything. Our heightened state of emergency was replaced by the knowledge that God is here, and he is what we need, that God is here and here's what we need. That's why we pray. We pray continually. Now, it doesn't mean that we talk nonstop. No one wants to be that person. No one wants to be around that person. And I would say that much as God is the ever patient, long-suffering creator of the universe, if you're nattering all the time, I don't know, if I was God, it would get annoying. It doesn't mean that we vomit alphabet soup over God at every moment of, of every day. That's not what praying continually means. Praying continually simply means being aware of his presence. It means allowing yourself a few minutes or even seconds to ground yourself, to quiet yourself in the presence of God. It means reminding yourself that God is here that Jesus lives, if you're his, that Jesus lives in the deepest part of who you are. It means acknowledging that God is there, that he's there for you, 
that Jesus is there, that he's there for you. Praying without ceasing means seeking God in what you need. If you're a note taker, write that down. Praying without ceasing means seeking God in what you need. And then the flip side of that coin of seeking God in what you need is seeing God in what you have. Seeking God in in what you need and seeing God in what you have, also known as giving thanks in all circumstances. Again, this is another nice short verse that's easy to memorize. Give thanks in all circumstances. Walter Bruggemann writes this, we may not be inclined to give thanks for all the circumstances of our lives, but the text envisions no situation in the midst of which we cannot recognize expressions of divine mercy and give God thanks. And then he writes this, note that the original readers had known considerable persecution. So these people in the church of Thessalonica, although they had known incredibly hard times, they knew the joy and the release of the spiritual habit of giving thanks in all circumstances. And so I would suggest that giving thanks in all circumstances is the flip side of the coin of praying continually, because both of these practices enable us to live on the vertical plane instead of just on the horizontal plane. Friends, when we don't pray, all that we're left with are the resources that we can access on this plane. But when we pray, we, we turn our gaze up to God and we, him, we invite him into the occasion, into the situation. And if we do this regularly enough, it becomes a habit. And if we start turning to him as the first option, not the last resort, if we start living this life of radical dependency on God, then we start to live in the benefit and the fruit of that. When we do this, when we, give, when we pray continually, we start to see God answering prayer. We start to see God coming through in big ways and in small ways. We, we start to see, you know, the difference that living on the vertical plane lives because we're accessing the very resources of heaven itself. I preached on November the 26th that we have the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, that we have the ascension power of Jesus Christ, that we are seated in the heavenly realms with Christ himself. So our business, as we go through these next few weeks and months and lives, uh, our business is not just here on the horizontal plane, but it's also here on the vertical plane. When we start praying, we see prayer answered. When we start praying, God, let your will be done, we start seeing God's will being done. Now, in these short verses, Paul doesn't do what I just did, which is to expound them. He doesn't expand on them at all. He just gives it to us, and he expects us to live it out. When I take an ibuprofen, I don't read the label every time. I don't watch a YouTube video to understand how it works every time. I don't study and seek to understand how the chemicals and the elements work together, and yet it works every time. And Paul is giving us a couple of pills here that will fend off the Christmas headache. Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. And as we take these pills in faith, as we do them, we get the benefit of it. We get joy. 
There is no greater joy than that of answered prayer. We've seen friends of our girls actually come into Christ recently, and that makes me rejoice. We've seen answered prayer, and answered prayer brings joy. I had nothing to do with what happened, but I see the results and I rejoice. Rejoice always. You see how rejoicing becomes a response mechanism. You you pray continually and you give thanks in all circumstances and you rejoice. Prayer plus gratitude equals joy. Now, some of us get really tied up asking God what is his will for our lives. We can spend months seeking out his will. We can spend years seeking out his will, never feeling settled that we're doing ultimately what God wants us to do. Are we serving in the place that he wants us to? Is the job that we're doing, is, the jo- is that the job that he wants us to do or is there something else that he wants us to do? We ask him, God, what is your will for our lives? Show me your will. Reveal to me your will. Well, here it is. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is not rocket science but it's sufficient. This is not complex theological theory, but it's enough. So write this verse down, memorize it, and this Advent, as we continue to remember Christ's birth and as we join the Thessalonians in looking forward to Christ's return, let's make some noise. And may that noise that emanates from our hearts and from our mouths be this kind of noise. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. Why? For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm.